I've grown up playing music. Oh, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to the first... Yeah, whatever. I'm not going to go through all that. Uh, I was watching... I was actually watching an acoustic performance of So Far Away... The song So Far Away by Avenged Sevenfold. Um, not a mega fan of them. Uh, just not really... In, I don't really... Not really into the style, that style of of rock and roll music, but whatever. They're they're good and they're super famous, so they're doing something right. Uh, but it was just this unplugged performance of this song on YouTube that reminded me of one of the absolute most embarrassing moments I've ever had as a musician. Um, <clears throat> I, in 2014, in January of 2014, I remember walking into uh, what was soon to be a restaurant opening up in Christopher, Illinois, and I had been told about this restaurant, or what would be a restaurant, uh, in like a month, um, by Holly Hiller, who was a girl I went to school with and pretty active around the local music scene. Um, I don't know if it was her that, if she was the one that told me, uh, or if it was one of our mutual friends, but somebody told me that this restaurant was hiring musicians to be regulars. So it would essentially be like a paid professional gig, you know, where you go on the same night or so many nights a week to play music, for the patrons of this restaurant. And uh, I had not heard of anything like that. I'm from a super small town in southern Illinois, and I'm sure that kind of a situation exists elsewhere, but it did not exist where I was from. So this was really exciting. I was very... uh, I had been playing music by that time for, like, easily 2014, so... I started playing music in 2004, so for 10 years, I had been playing guitar, or almost 10 years, and uh, at that point, I had been playing guitar in a band for, gosh, eight years, whether that was like a, a classic rock music or Christian, contemporary Christian music pop-punk music, blues music, a little country. I did, I had been playing a lot. So I had a, I was, I, I uh, at this time, well, not bad. I was, I had a pretty large repertoire of songs I knew. Um, by this time, I had started singing, so it was like a perfect fit. I could go here, I could make some money doing it, you know, part-time. And you also, he paid you, I think, $10 an hour of your performance, and you got to keep your tips, so it was it sound it was great it was a great it was a super exciting uh, opportunity. So I drove to Christopher one night, and uh, I went and met with this guy, and his name was Steve. And 
he was such a welcoming person. He was so warm and uh, showed me around the restaurant. It was still being renovated, although they were getting close to opening day. He was telling me about his plans and what he wanted to do with this restaurant, and it was called Fusion Bistro and Beverages. It has since, uh, he has since uh, sold that restaurant, sold it off. I think it's a brewery now. But um, Steve is a go-getter, and he is someone who took great pride in local musicians and local everything. So even after meeting him, I was super excited about doing it because I thought, man, this guy's going to be cool to work for and and to be around. And at the time, I think he hired three, or, or I think he hired four of us. So it was me, it was Holly, it was a girl named Sarah who still plays all around Southern Illinois on the winery circuit. I think she does it full time, as a matter of fact. Um, and then, a, uh, gosh, I think one other guy, I believe his name was, I'm going to screw this up, um, Michael, I think. I can't, I can't remember it, and I feel bad because me and this guy got close while we were there, and he was an incredible musician. He has a song called uh, Sunday Morning, and it is absolutely one of the best blues songs that I've heard as far as like people that I know who write music, he's, that's one of the best songs of my, who would I would call, who I would call my friends. Uh, it's one of the best songs I've, I've ever heard. It's freaking awesome. I'm pretty sure his name's Michael. Yeah, I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I feel bad. But anyway, there was four of us and some would come in and, and pop in and, and play it, you know, here and there, but we were like the four regulars. Um, I think Sarah, by the time I moved, so in August of that year, I ended up moving to Texas. So from the spring, late late winter, all the way until late summer, I was playing music at this place at least two or three times a week, sometimes more, and um, absolutely loved it. I, I, got, I got so much better at playing guitar so much more confident at singing and um I had built a little kind of a fan base there um I had a handful of people who would come on the nights I was there just to see me and that was really cool I thought and um and it was nice I was making a little bit of money and it was all good um and the food was good, and one of the I got to have you know I got to have some food while I was there. It was it was awesome. Uh, so it was it was all good. Literally, one hundred percent of it was. I I liked it. We ended up building a stage and just it was great. Many long nights there. Um. One night when I got off of work, uh, we were getting off of work. It was late. I mean, I mean, super late. Um, and Steve came to me. No, maybe it wasn't that. I think it was like 11 or so. Steve came to me, my boss, and he's like, hey, man, there's this bar in St. Louis, in downtown, and it's called Beale on Broadway. We should, they have uh, a jam session tonight. We should drive up there and and do it and, and get you on stage. Uh, and he 
thought this would be cool because he knew I, I, I had cut my teeth on blues music, playing guitar for, you know, in blues songs and classic rock songs. So in these really simple, basic chord structures where, you know, essentially there's this rhythm and uh, chords, chording structure where uh, it, it's very cyclical and it allows all the musicians on stage to sort of like take turns just improvising over the top of it. And that's how I learned to play guitar. And that was very much uh, what I love, how I love to play most. And so, and I would obviously play blues music and, and our rhythm and blues music uh, at the, uh, at the, at Fusion. And so he's like, man, let's just, let's drive up and let's at least watch him. And I was like, man, you think I can really like cut, like cut muster up there with these guys? These were, this was a bar that was famous for having world-class musicians wander in from the street and just walk on stage and play. And they would just rotate and they would just tear it up up there all night long. People would be dancing. It was a tiny little bar downtown. And uh, I told, I didn't have to work the next day. So I was, I was living at home too. So I was like, hey mom, uh, I think I'm going to ride with Steve to St. Louis, which was two hours away. So it was 11, it was like 11 o'clock or something like that. And the bar there, I think was open till three AM, I think. And so I'm just like, man, yeah, let's, Let's do it. Let's road trip. So Steve and I get in the car and he drives me to St. Louis and we walk into this bar and it's in it. It's packed. There's like a ton of people here and the band's rocking on stage. It's 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 as lively and vibrant as any bar you've seen in a movie. There's a mix of people. There's black folks. There's white folks. There's Latino folks. People are dancing, they're playing music, it's boogie, it's blues, it's a little bit of country, and these musicians are absolutely incredible. I mean, from the drummer, to the vocals, to the bass, to the to the guitar players that were on stage, they were all phenomenal. And they could all play multiple instruments, and so, you know, here and there, they just switch instruments and hop into a song. If somebody wanted to sing one... He'd just holler at a guy and they'd switch. Maybe the lead singer would go down to the drum kit and that drummer would stand up and grab his guitar and they would play it and they were just as good on this other instrument. It was unbelievable. And uh, and then, like I said, people wander in from the street to get into this bar. We're in here, we're sitting. It, I'm My mind is blown right now because I'm from such a small area of the world that if, if you know how to play guitar at all, you're the minority. And I'm sitting in this bar now where it feels like everyone in here knows how to play something well. And I told you that people would walk in from the street. So Steve and I are sitting here and he's like, I know the, the owner. I'm going to try to get you on stage. And in walked two guys from the street with trumpets. Um, and they just walk into the street and onto the stage, take out their trumpets. They're, the, the band is still playing. They're in mid-song. They pull out these trumpets and they start just, they just fall in line with what is happening uh, in this bar on the stage. And people are clapping and more people get up to dance. And I feel like I'm in a movie. I mean, I'm just like, I'm floored by the the musicianship and the the energy in the room. People, like, it. I was just like, I, pure ecstasy in, in this moment. 
Well, Steve um, just starts saying, get on stage. Like, get him on stage. And he's pointing at me. Get up on stage. And he, I don't remember if it was the owner, if it was just somebody Steve knew, was like, let's get you up on the next song. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so nervous about this. Like, I, I, I have not, I've never done something like this before. I've played in jam sessions before and I've played in places before and I've even played with some famous people before, but I've never played in an environment where everyone was better than me. Every single person here was like really, really good and, and seasoned and there were a lot of people in the crowd really enjoying the music. So it's even more pressure because, you know, if you mess this up, everyone in the room is going to be bummed. Or that's at least how it felt. Well, I had a way out because I did not bring a guitar. And so I just told the guy, like, I don't, I'd love to, but I don't have, a, you know, I don't have an instrument with me. Maybe next time. And the guy goes, no, just, you see the guitars on the wall? And there were guitars lining the walls. It looked like vintage guitars. And looked they were spread out like decorations, 360 around the bar. He goes, just grab one. We take them down every night and case them up. And every day we open, we open them up. So that if we have people like you in here who don't have, a, don't have a guitar, they're lugging around. You just go up to the wall, you grab one, you plug in, and you let it rip. And I'm just like, no way. This can't be real. So... He goes, yeah, just go up and grab one. Next song, we're getting you up there. So I am shaking. And I walk at the closest guitar to me is the one I picked. It, it was a like a 60s model Fender, or I'm sorry, 60 models Gibson uh, 335 at Cherry Red. I mean, like, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, that's a big body uh, red semi-hollow body, real big-bodied Gibson guitar, very classic blues, rhythm and blues guitar, little electric guitar. And I picked this thing up off the wall, and I put my hands around the neck, and I am, I literally cannot believe how good it feels. It's it like, it, it was like, I'm riding this roller coaster, I'm riding this wave of ecstasy, and it just keeps getting better. It's like, I'm, I'm not, nearing the end of this anytime soon and I said well what about an amp so I have this guitar I've got a strap I look at the guy and I go what about an amp you know I don't have that and he goes there's amps behind the musicians just find one and plug in there's cables back there so I <laughs> they uh he, he tells the front man at the deal and he's like hey we're gonna invite a guy from this from the crowd uh he's a young man get young guitar player from out of town please welcome Ross to the stage. So I walk up on the stage and people are clapping, you know, and I am, I am sweating bullets. I am as nervous as someone can be. And I plug up into this like late fifties model Fender tweed amp, which I know if you're not a musician, this doesn't mean anything to you, but suffice it to say, I am playing through equipment that I will never be able to afford. <laughs> Uh, between the amp and this guitar, I'm easily playing five grand worth of, and I'm just playing two things. Now, typically I play with guitar pedals so I could have a little bit of overdrive and whatnot. Uh, but I didn't have that. But the beauty of it was this guitar sounded so good. And this little, uh, tweet, little 110 speaker Fender Tweed, I think Princeton or something like that. Um, 
just turn the gain up on that thing and uh, I could roll the volume back on the guitar and it would clean it up and I could roll it up and it'd give me just enough of that crunch to cut through for leads. And I plug up and they roll into this pretty basic uh, blues and E and I played one of the best nights of guitar playing that I've ever had. I mean, I play, I think I played two songs up there with them and I, they even, they let me take leads. They let me take, you know, and it seemed, it felt like I could not hit a wrong note. It was, it was almost out of body experience. It was like I, it was like it wasn't me playing. It was unbelievable. There was a, there was a time when I was a little kid, when I was fishing uh, for one of my friend's birthdays, um, Rick, Ricky Corn, and I was at his gram, grandma and grandpa's house, and they had a pond, and I remember their pond was so swarmed with bass that ev- literally every single time I cast into the, into the pond, I could just set the hook and there would be a fish on it. That's what that is the most comparable fe- feeling to what was happening on stage. It, this is I could not make a mistake. I was playing hard. I was playing tastefully. It was it was unbelievable. I blew myself away. It was crazy. Um, you know, Zeus is gonna go find another place to lay down. Um, yeah. So I get off stage and I come I come back and I didn't want to get off stage. That's the other thing. After I knew like I am I I am playing like it's not me. Like I'm playing like someone else. People are cheering and stuff and the guys on stage are like, "Hey man, come back anytime." You know, kind of thing. I walk off stage, I go over to Steve and I'm just like, "Man, I'm riding. I am high on this right now. I I cannot believe what just happened? I'm like feel honored. I feel excited. I feel like blown away. Every, like all positive emotions you could think that someone could feel, I was feeling it, and I was feeling it at ten. And uh, he goes, "Well, let's come back next week." So we stay. We stay for the rest of the thing. A guy walked in who was seven feet tall. I got a picture with him. Uh. And we get some white castles and we get back home and we're home by like 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I cannot wait to go back. I cannot wait to go back. Steve's like telling people at, at the restaurant, like, this guy, went, we went to St. Louis, he blew him away, that, you know, kind of stuff, like bragging on me. And I was like, man, I, I really can't believe that happened. I mean, it was like... An out of body experience. It really was as good as he is saying it was, and and that's not me just being arrogant. It was unbelievable. It was like a movie. And so I think what happened is we couldn't go back the next week. Something happened, and I was he was like, I wish we could have made it. But the following week, so two weeks later, we get to go back, and the same thing. We get off work, we close the restaurant, and we drive to St. Louis, and I am prepared now. I am so prepared that it's cringy, as a matter of fact. There's a movie called Eddie and the Cruisers, and there's a there's a song from Eddie and the Cruisers. Highly recommend that movie, by the way. It's about a rock and roll band uh, playing blues music and stuff. But um, there's a song called The Garden of Eden, and it's a 12-bar boogie in C. And it's... Uh, it's uh, here, I'll actually... <laughs> I'll play. 
Hold on, let me pull it up here for you. Uh, Garden. Uh, Garden of Eden, Eddie, and the Cruisers. So, <laughs> this is. I want you to pay attention to the. Uh, I want you to pay attention to the, the dialogue in the very beginning. So, uh, here's an ad. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on one second. Okay, hold on. There's a... I promise we'll get to this. You gotta get through the ad, stupid freaking ad. Okay. Here it is. So, here's what's happened. Eddie has walked into this club, and there's this guy that just shreds on... It's like hair metal, just shredding. And Eddie's, like, criticizing this band... And he's like, you don't know how to play music. And the guy's like, be my guest. Show me how it's done then, tough guy kind of thing. And I want you to listen to how Eddie tells the guys what to play. So here, here we go. Picking up. This should be funny. This should be completely hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Here it comes. Okay, 12 bar blues in C. Did you catch that? So, oh, uh, let me see. How does this? Okay, yeah. 12 bar boogie in C. Follow me, I'll count you in. Okay, so now he just counts him in. <laughs> oh, God. Kind of embarrassed by this, as a matter of fact. Now, I'm not embarrassed. You know, you only live once. Um, you did what you did. So here's what I did. I learned this song, which is it's super easy song, of course. It's, very, it's a 12-bar 12, a 12 blues. So this time... Oh, sorry. No, stop. This time we get to this restaurant, or yeah, the bar. We get to the bar, and I, I literally am chomping at uh, not literally chomping at the bit because uh, I'm not a horse, uh, but I am so excited to get back on this stage and and do what I did last time. And I'm this time I'm looking around the wall, like trying to find the guitar I want, even though I loved that Gibson. I just wanted to see what else there was and like maybe I could get something crazy. But I came prepared with this song in my pocket. And I did that because I knew I learned this song um, because of the beginning guitar part. I could like kind of flash bang the crowd right out of the gate and walk the rest of the guys into the song 
later on. Excuse me, I just burped. Um, anyway, so the guy, and I'm just waiting, and they, they see me walk in, right? So we walk in, and the band on stage just kind of gives me a nod and a wink. And the front man, like, tell, like f- waves his hand at me, like, we're getting you up here. And I'm just like, yeah, you got it. So I just give him that look back, like, I'm, I'm game. I'm ready to do this. Well, they're playing a few songs. Steve and I are just sitting around talking. It's same thing. Big crowd, a lot of dancing, tons of musicians. They're playing hard. They're playing with, with style. Like, it is happening again. And sure enough, here we go. Calls me up on stage. But this time, the guy says, I'm going to step down and I'm going to let Ross come up here and take hold of my guitar and lead you guys for a couple of songs. Now, immediately, I'm a little bit disappointed because he takes his guitar off and motions to me to take his guitar. I didn't want to play his guitar. I wanted to play one of these guitars on the wall. But whatever, I didn't even have time to like think about it much. I walk up and I grab his guitar, and you know people are clapping and whistling and it's all good. And I'm still feeling really good. And I look. So remember the movie. I look to the guy because all those guys are looking at me because they want to know what song or, or like the the progression or what key or whatever. I look at him and I go. <laughs> I look at him and I go. 12 bar boogie in C and like verbatim and I look at the bass player or I look at the drummer and I said I'll count you in and I looked at the guitar player and the bass player and I said just follow me exactly like the movie so I walk on stage and yeah, clap 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 welcome to Ross to the stage I grab the guitar I grab a pick off of his amp I look at the guys and I go just follow me, and I look at the drummer, and I go, I'll count you in, and I play the intro, I I start the intro to this song, and the moment I touch this guy's neck, uh, not the guy, his guitar neck, I realize something is terribly wrong, his action, which if you're not a guitar player, you don't know what this means, his action was super high, now, the action is regarding the distance between the strings and the wood of the neck. So I really like low action, meaning the strings are really close to the neck of the guitar. This is 100% a personal preference for guitar players. Um, this is something that is a feel thing. It's a very individual thing. And you set it to how you want it. For the most part, it's relatively close. I mean, we're talking millimeters of difference. But those few millimeters feel like a dramatic difference when you're so used to playing one way. Most guitars have like a, you know, a pretty general action set. And that's fine for me. I like it a little bit lower than how they would come from the factory. This guy's action was abnormally high. It was it was so high that I felt like I wasn't even playing a guitar. And what that meant was I literally could not get my fingers to do the song. So so I had just walked on stage in this like f- kind of famous blues bar 
in front of a crowd of people who are enthusiastic about blues music, rhythm and blues music, and dancing and, and having a great night, I'm on stage with fabulous musicians who have spent years and years and years, years, even as many years playing music as I've been alive. And I, here I am leading the charge on this song. They have full confidence in me because they all played with me a couple weeks ago. And now I am literally unable to play the intro to this song because the action's so high. So it sounds like I have never played a guitar before. I'm, I'm like barely, I'm like missing, hitting dead notes, hitting dead strings. And it takes me about three seconds to realize this is a disaster. And I recover by counting in and they all come in. And so now I'm singing and I'm trying to play this guy's guitar. And his action is so freaking high that I can't even play the rhythm on the guitar. I'm trying to play just a regular dun 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 like a blues. That was a terrible. That was that was freaking terrible. But um, anyway, just a regular blues like rhythm with power chords, and I couldn't do it. And I am in a full blown panic, and I can see Steve's face looking at me, and he's looking at me like, "Are you having a stroke?" What is going on? Because he's heard me play for, at this point, like eight, like six months. And I'm pretty good. And this was an absolute disaster. And I tried so hard. People, they were breaking the song to give me like opportunities to take leads. And I was taking them and I couldn't do it. It was like, I couldn't bend the notes right. I couldn't even hit the notes right. It was it was literally like someone had just learned how to play their first chord on guitar, and then someone gave them the lead guitar for this blues band and said, "Hey, lead a song." It was it was so embarrassing that it I I have never been back, and this was 2014, and I was so humiliated that I only played one song. I had to call the guy back up to take his guitar so I could get the heck out of there because I didn't know what happened. I also felt like my hands were cold. Like it, it, it was like the perfect storm. This guy's guitar was set up so perfectly for him and whatever you know he likes, which was the opposite of what I liked. It was so hard for me to play and it felt for some reason I remember my hands feeling stiff I guess because I, I didn't even have a chance to warm up or anything it was an absolute disaster and I was so embarrassed that I never went back and it was not one of those things where you're just critical of yourself where you're like oh it was really bad and people go hey, man, it was really good. You're just hard on yourself type of thing. It was not that. It was so bad, Steve was like, hey, man, everybody has an off day. <laughs> everybody has a bad day every now and then. But I never got over that. And I want to go back. I will go back sometime. And I will redeem myself. But I will not play that guy's guitar if he's still there. Not a chance. That's my embarrassing story. I wish I uh, had never gone back and I had just ended on the high note. Um, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up there.
Thanks for tuning in, people. Um, I'm going to hang out with my dog. He's sleeping. And uh, probably call tonight. Got to be up pretty early tomorrow. So, you know what that means. No coffee. Uh, no morning coffee. So, sorry for those of you wanting it tomorrow morning. Um, which would actually probably be like the morning of, so I don't know, I'm getting lost on time, but anyway, thanks for tuning in, hope you have a great day, don't go to Beale on Broadway and, uh, and, and do what I did, uh, I'm gonna end some episodes with some recommendations, some recs. That's an idea I stole directly from Ear Biscuits, which is a podcast by Rhett and Link, Good Mythical Morning. The people who do Good Mythical Morning. Um, my rec is the YouTube channel Anxiety War. And I, ju- I don't know how I stumbled on this guy, but it's a one-man operation where this 24, 25-year-old guy gets in chat rooms and stages meetups with adult men who are who think he's a 13-year-old girl or 13-year-old boy who are meeting up to like have sex with him. It's literally like to catch a predator except it's not a tel- television show. It's one guy's YouTube channel. It's Anxiety War and it's awesome and I highly recommend it. And uh what he does is he gets these guys to meet up and he tells him, I got you on camera. I've got everything documented. And he turns them into the authorities. And then the police take over from there. But he, like, broadcasts them across the internet. Uh, yeah. Catching bad guys. Real, real bad guys. So that's good stuff. That's my wreck. Anxiety War. His name's Zach Swear, I think. S-W-E-E-R. And his channel's called Anxiety War. So check it out. All right. Peace out. Thank you.